Hello and welcome to He's Dropping at the Movies. I'm Mike. And I'm Jose. And we're talking about The Father today. Yes. British film, but written and directed by a French playwright, Florian Zeller, mm. based on his own play from around 10 years ago. Yeah, 2012. The play was incredibly successful. Mm. Got incredible reviews, and I was just reading a thing where someone was saying he's the great playwright of our times and all that kind of thing. Mm. So this is the first I've heard of him and of his play, if you made into this film, that's got some six Academy Award nominations. Mm. It stars Anthony Hopkins as a man in the throes of dementia. Mm. Um, his daughter is played by Olivia Colman, her husband by uh, Rufus Sewell, also Olivia Williams and Mark Gatiss, and Imogen Poots. Yeah. It's very much based on a play, and you can feel it in the staging and the writing. Without knowing that it was a play, because I went into the film completely blind, and without knowing anything about it, you think this is a play. Yeah, absolutely. A real chamber Uh, play. It's all set in a flat in London. Yes, and that's very imaginative, but it's also very theatrical. So, you know, this flat, you're sometimes told, is the father's flat, and sometimes you're told it's the daughter's flat. When those perspectives change the decor slightly changes as well, almost imperceptibly, right? Yeah. So uh, you're getting like a different perspective on the same place, yeah. Yeah, like you're not pointed to it, but there's a shot, a repeated shot of the kitchen, and there has two different sets of, of fittings and fixtures, depending on yes. you know, what kind of, where you are in the play, I guess. So um, things seem to change and move around, and, and I think the film incredibly effectively puts you in the headspace of Anthony Hopkins' character, who has dementia. Yes. He, because I mean, my gran had Alzheimer's for a very long time, longer than most people have. She had it for some 22 years. Wow. And died a couple of years ago. And in the kind of confusion that you would see in her and things, you do have no understanding of, of what her experience of, of the world is, right? And in here, in this film, because you, as an audience member, don't have problems with memory... What it does is it changes things around in a way that... that So Anthony Hopkins would be seeing the same decor, Mm. but he wouldn't recognise it. And so the film's technique is to change the decor so that you don't recognise it. Mm. And in fact, it does that with the actors as well. So Olivia Colman is not Olivia Colman in some scenes. She's played by uh, Olivia Williams. Mm. And Anthony Hopkins is incredibly confused by that. Mm. It was such a brilliant way of of putting you in that headspace, it actually feels like you're being gaslit by people who don't know they're doing it. Mm. You know? Mm. Like, like if, if people are gaslighting you and, and it's purposeful, they're lying to you. But these people aren't lying to you. So when Anthony Hopkins says you brought in the chicken or you, this, that and the other, which you've seen and you've remembered, you're with him. And then the character says, no, no, I didn't. What are you talking about? Mm. You're with Anthony Hopkins in that and you... And although as an audience member, you know that Olivia Colman or Olivia Williams, as it may be, is not lying to you, what she says does not jive with what you, your experience is. Mm. It's a really, really disturbing place to be for the first, at least for the first 20, 30 minutes, I thought. Mm. I mean, I think what's lovely about it is that you do have like this intelligent and charming person trying to understand a situation that is becoming outside their own comprehension uh, because they're forgetting elements in between things and they're seeing things differently, right? So uh, I think this is what works so well in the film. 
you know, that sometimes his daughter is played by Olivia Colman, sometimes it's played by Olivia Williams. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and then at the end you realize that he's trying to make sense, but he's uh, planting the images of his carers onto the image of his daughter, his daughter. and son-in-law. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that all of that is very beautifully done. And I must say that, uh, you know, Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Colman are absolutely like extraordinary yeah. uh, in it. I felt, as much as I thought it was effective, I think it dragged. Yes. And it would have been better, actually, I think, as a short film. Yes. And not that short, maybe 30 or 40 minutes, but not, not a feature. You know, it felt, like, it felt like a really original and expressive examination of, of dementia from, from kind of the inside, if you like. Mm. Um, but it didn't have enough narrative to to pull it through the whole length. And it's only an hour and a half long. It's not really a long enough film to be saying, I think this needed to be shorter. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I, uh, I mean, I know what you mean, yeah, because I don't quite like it as a film, yeah. Mm. Uh, but I thought the device of having... Because I think there's basically three incidents that recur and recur and recur, right? Um, the daughter coming in with the chicken, mm-hmm. yeah, the eating of the chicken, um, you know, the conversations about uh, uh, who the people are. There's a few devices that kind of recur and recur and recur, and they're shown from slightly different kind of perspectives, yeah? Mm-hmm. So you can imagine <clears throat> that as like, you know, three different acts in the play, right? Kind yeah, of, sure. You know, um, so I thought all of that was was interesting, um, but I also thought it was a kind of a cliche, yeah. So you begin with uh, Anthony Hopkins listening to opera, you know, a well, seemingly a well-to-do man living in a wonderful flat, you know, surrounded by paintings and high culture, and you end up with a baby crying for his mommy, right? In a care home. In a care home. Mm. And of course, Anthony Hopkins is so brilliant, you know, that it effaces or erases, you know, the acknowledgement or the consciousness that this is a bit kind of cliched. I think it's a bit cliched, really. Mm. Um, You know, this idea that we all return to childhood in our old age. um, I'm not sure that's true. Uh, But anyway, the actors carry it off uh, very effectively. But I also felt that I didn't understand... I mean, I didn't understand what I was meant to get out of it. Yeah, so you're, you're watching. I suppose what you're meant to get out of it is to experience what getting dementia might feel like. I think that's part of it, and that's, I've you know, said that's, that's something I really got out of it. Mm. I think something else you're meant to get out of it is, is the, the feeling of what, it is, what it's like for the daughter the stress that she's under and the kind of feeling of the limits of patience and the stress that it has in her relationship, or she has a relationship breakup and a divorce happen because she is sacrificing so much for her dad and her husband is sick of it. Mm. And her husband actually lashes out at him and makes him cry by slapping him mm. at one point. Um, this five years passes between her divorce and the present day, quote unquote, mm. but time is so slippery because his memory is so slippery. He keeps going back to this this memorable event of this night where they had chicken and the argument happened. Like that's when all this kind of happened. I think mm. he, that that's why it keeps on sort of coming back mm. unannounced. And so, I think intellectually you can separate this th- these two time periods. But 
um, they keep coming back together. But the effect that it has on on the daughter is 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 kind of pretty profound. And well, you see, I I I'm not sure I agree. I think the film should have been more of a two-hander, mm. right? So you know, his subjective experience and deterioration should have been matched by the effect that it has on her and her experience of watching this deterioration happen. And I think though the film sometimes shifts to her point of view and her concern for her father doesn't do it often enough. So it feels that it's very much his experience. Yeah, it is rooted in his subjectivity. Um, Yeah, I agree. In fact, the one point I can really remember, I suppose there's the end of the film where she's kind of saying goodbye to him when she is going to move to Paris. Um, The one point I can really remember it's shifting to her is when... The husband, at this point played by Mark Gatiss, mm. is taunting the dad and saying, "How long you? How long do you plan on being around here, getting on everybody's tits?" Mm. Is the line he keeps saying, mm. and and he that recurs three times as well. And he slaps him, and slaps him to the point of crying. And when she hears her dad crying from the other room, Olivia Coleman rushes in, and then the husband is Rufus Sewell. Mm. So you've had the, it's a very direct, sudden shift of perspective from his to hers mm. in that cut. Mm. But that's the one time I can remember that happening kind of directly. Mm. Often it's more subtle than that. It is indicated through the change in decor. You know, one, one, mm. his subjective experience has one set of chandeliers, you know, uh, objective reality, I partly her perspective, is, has another set. Um, but it happens between scenes, yeah. Actually, not not in the same scene, really. Yeah. And it is and it is mostly feel mostly grounded with with him rather than her, as yes. you say. Um, so so as a film, I didn't like it. Uh, well, you were very worried about seeing it before we even did. You were saying, "Oh God, do we have to watch something so depressing?" And blah blah blah. Yes. Well, you know, because it is depressing. I mean, I wasn't wrong, right? <laughs> uh, and often, often these types of films, I, I feel you watch them, and all they do is get you depressed. Without also, I mean, I, I think a film is not depressing if, you know, if you're deeply moved, or if you're also enlightened, or, yeah, like mm-hmm. just because it's a depressing subject doesn't necessarily mean that the film is itself mm-hmm. kind of depressing. But I think this for me was actually it wasn't very far from what I expected, except, you know, it has it has a very poetic screenplay, mm-hmm. yeah. So you can imagine this being incredibly effective as a theater piece, right? But as a film, it's, I didn't think it was, really. No, I, I agree with that. I was thinking about how it would have come across on stage. And it did feel... There's something that you feel would have been... You know, that directness yes. that, that stage gives you. And, the, and well, I suppose it depends on the production, but a kind of bareness. Like, the thing is, this film is sparse, in a sense. It has very few actors, and it's mostly blind on dialogue. But, you know, still the, the sets are lavishly decorated, and it's very important that, mm. they, that the way they do... But, but it there's, is, there is something distancing about about the way it's shot and the way it feels. Yes. Even though sometimes, I mean, even even it's something as simple as the camera getting up very close to to Anthony Hopkins' face when he's crying his eyes out. I mean, that 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 did feel quite direct, actually. Mm. There are times when I think it, it, for me it got under my skin in that respect, but not I, enough. Mostly, it was an intellectual exercise. Yes, and I think it got to me uh, many uh, basic formal aspects wrong you know like uh when uh anthony hopkins believes he's a tap dancer or he used to be a tap dancer or he says he used to be a tap dancer 
and he does his little dance. Mm. I would have liked the camera to pull back and let you watch it, yeah, you know, and to focus on him doing the dance, right? Whereas like you know his his legs get caught, get lost between furniture, right? Like I mean, you do see yeah. some of it, but really. Um, I mean, there's no point being made with that. But he's not a dancer. I mean, the, well, the point is that he's he's not a dancer, and he and it's about him. It's it's, just, it's all in his facial expressions and his attitude, where he's he's selling himself to the young girl as he sees yeah, her. I would have liked to have seen that, you know, without furniture in front of it. <laughs> so move so um, the furniture out of the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you're making cinema. You're not the furniture can can be moved, right? Yeah. You know, so I think there are basic things like that that I thought were not right. I mean, I suppose it's the same on stage, but you can imagine how really it's the actors that make whatever is mm. worth viewing here. And Anthony Hopkins is amazing because he's very emotional, but also he's very sparse in his gestures. Like, you know, even like his eye movements, like sometimes, you know, he'll crumple up, but his eyes will only move twice or something and it will, yeah, it will mm. convey a lot, right? So... It's it's far from being an overwrought performance, which it could so easily have been. Um, I mean, you know, it is that role is written as a tour de force for an actor, mm. and Hopkins, you know, performs it as an understated, uh, uh, relatively understated, but no less a tour de force for being understated. Whereas I think um, Olivia Colman is the opposite. Hers is a really underwritten part. But mm. she's so great and so warm, you know, that everything she does is transparent. It's like kind of you're reading feeling in her eyes, really. So I think she brings a lot more to the role than is there, you know. So and I, I, she's amazing to see. Yeah, I think that might be the case. Yeah. The husband is a bit simply written as well, I think. Yes. Um, so, you know, kind of ultimately, I'm, I'm glad I saw the, the father because... When it was terrifying early on, when you didn't have a handle on what was going on and you couldn't keep yourself steady in the kind of shifting mm. world in which you found him, it was incredibly effective. I think the film really slows down and the disorientation becomes less effective. Mm. And I didn't think that it had enough in it mm. to, to see out even an hour and a half, which is not a long time. Well, I'm glad I saw it with you because if you weren't here, I would have tuned out in the first 15 minutes. So. Mm. Yeah, so kind of recommended or well, I don't, look, don't not see it, but it's I don't think it's all that. I mean, I would recommend that people see it because I do think that Olivia Colman is so great, you know, and it's also very interesting to see what Anthony Hopkins does with the role. Mm. So I think it's it is watching uh, just for them, you know, but. Uh, be prepared to not have the best time in the world whilst watching it. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. <laughs> Dementia is not always fun. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up here. Uh, we are eavesdropping at the movies. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube. On social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter. And the website is eavesdroppingatthemovies.com. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I mean, you should fucking pay attention to this film because it's going to be you in about 15 years. So...
Yeah, I know, I know. It's me now. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I know. You know I'll be strapped to a bed in an old folks' home with a nurse slapping me around. <laughs> it is interesting, the techniques that you have to use as a filmmaker to convey an experience that you'll never be able to actually convey. You know, so the thing of using different actors to, to convey the experience of not recognising someone is really smart. And very effective. It's like it's like when they um it's like when they were advertising HD TV on Sky and stuff years ago. They don't do it anymore because everyone's got one now. But what what they would do because you can't advertise HD TV on SD TV. You can't show it. It's not the same. Mm. So they would just say like this is in slow mode. This has got loads of color. And they would say look your experience is going to be amazing. Mm. And of course that's not HD TV, right? But you have to sell it in this different way to try and convey that the experience is something else. It's like that. Yes. Though I think for me. You know, the thing is that this is all an imaginative thing. Like, actually, nobody knows what having dementia yeah, is absolutely. like, right, for the person who experiences it. So it's all an imaginative act of empathy, really. Um, mm. And it could be completely wrong. It could be. Uh, so. Um, but it tries its damnedest. Yeah, it's, kind of, <laughs> it's, it's it's enough to make you afraid. <laughs> yeah, sure. Actually, the should have turned into a horror film. It would have been so much better.